Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Third thing, episode 301. Another, do I have shit here? Episode 301, another solo rant. Um, today's guest had a uh, little sick. It's all right. It's December. Everybody's getting sick. That that doesn't. That's not a thing. But um, she will be on Thursday, and it will be a uh, an interesting episode. Actually, fuck it. If anybody's interested, it is Helen Patton, granddaughter of General Patton. If you have any questions, uh, please comment them. She'll be coming on Thursday. It's going to be a good time. I'll post that in the community post thingy. Um, well, it, what is on my shirt? It's a string. We are solo ranting. Again, um, have a guest at four, so we got to do this one quick. It is 2.42 p.m. Eastern time on December 30th, 29th, 30th. It is 29th. 2020, December 29th, 2020, 2.42 p.m. Eastern time. And um, yeah, so guest bail. Apparently, I'm just walking in circles. Yeah, guest bailed, and so we're going to do a solo ramp. Uh, one of my best friends, and I know I say that term a lot, but I mean legitimately one of my, like, like one of my four best friends uh, messaged me earlier, and he had been watching the rants, and he enjoyed them because it reminded him of when we would drink in high school. And uh, just how it was genuinely me, uh, regardless of content. So, you know, that's just my own psychopathic. Not everybody agrees with me, and that's a-okay. That's why this is a beautiful country. But he said uh, he said just an idea would be to kind of edit it so it's less a little less um, scatterbrained. And I do like the idea of that. And I think in the future that is something I'll do. Or maybe it's less of a rant and more of a presentation. Or perhaps it won't be that because you can't, I don't know, maybe you can't get the same content out of a presentation that you can out of a rant. A rant is a, has that, that freedom. It's abolished or a non-existent set of parameters, but then you could go back and you could edit. My neck hurts. I hope I'm not having a heart attack. Isn't that what happens in your neck or your shoulder? You get pain. Well, maybe this is how we go. Um... Yeah, so I, th- I think in the future, that's something I'll definitely do. Do solo rants and then clean them up. You could probably upload like two versions of it. You could do like raw, just what it is, where there's all sorts of just crazy side rants. But then maybe you could clean it up. And that's what I was thinking, clean it up. And you could actually, I could put what I'm thinking on the screen. Like when I'm talking about documents or pulling up Wikipedia articles or citing shit, you could bring it up and kind of, you know, have it pan across the screen. That could be cool. That could be really cool. Because all the rants I go on, they're very Alex Jones-esque in that like 98% of it I like I, I would put money on that I know I'm like right on the like the not the speculation, but like the the facts and figures. But there's some of it that I'm sure is wrong. And that could discredit the whole rant because if you find one wrong thing, then the chances are the whole thing is wrong, which isn't true. But, you know, I'm looking at it as like the viewer. It's like, you know, it could like Alex Jones was like very good at saying that Epstein had not just that Epstein was going to kill himself, but that Epstein had an island back when even the idea of an Epstein island was a conspiracy. But but then, you know, he also talks about interdimensional reptilian aliens and it's like, "Mm," you know, so it can kind of stretch credibility. But Shout out to my boy, David. Um, I probably will do that in the future. But right now, uh, the solar rants kind of exist as episodes where uh, a guest... Like today, I have back-to-back podcasts. I, there was no intention of doing a solar rant. I've done 10 in the history of this podcast. Three of those 10 have been in the last week. Just goes to show that like 
they're they're not common things they just kind of happen that being said i didn't wake up thinking i was going to do a solar rant today but uh guest is helen Patton is is not feeling well and she'll be on thursday and i've got a guest at four so we're on a solar rant actually i have a bit of an earache and she said she had an earache hmm. um i'm gonna turn the fan on but so the episode i did the other day was on project 8200 that uh that cia remote viewing uh sub project of project stargate under skip atwater pat price joseph mcmonagall hal put off all those guys stansfield turner the director of the cia and remote viewing and how sure there was like some crazy shit about like looking at aliens and stuff but they also did use it to this and this is where like i need a fact check but i'm pretty sure they did it to actually find soviet nuclear subs like in transit which is insane yeah i I need to go through annie jacobson's phenomenon phenomena i need to read that i've started it like three times and i get like halfway through it and i don't finish it and that's happened with several books before and i just find that there's like a right time for me to you know i don't force it i'll start it and go through halfway through you know two three times over the course of a year or two and then one day it'll be like, oh, this is a topic I want to read now. And I'll listen to it and I'll go through it and it's wonderful. I That happened with Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson a couple times where I started to go through it and then I just didn't finish it. And then finally, on like the third attempt, I went through the whole thing. And it's one of my favorite books now. I mean, top, top 10. Top 10 favorite books. Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson. Area 51 by Annie Jacobson. Um, she has some other ones. DARPA. DARPA's good, but not my top 10. Phenomenon's good, not my top 10. Surprise Kill Vanish is in my top, or not my top 10, but it's a good one. Operation Paperclip by Annie Jacobson. Area 51 by Annie Jacobson. Metamorphosis of Prime Intellect, a, a sci-fi book by Roger Williams. He comes on here a lot. That's my favorite book, so it's obviously in the top 10. Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. Ghost by uh, Jefferson Morley. Um, Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts. Um, probably Food of the Gods by Terrence McKenna. Uh, that's seven. And I know I'm leaving some out, obviously. Uh, Singularity is Near by Ray Kurzweil, eight. But I haven't read that in like 15 years. Um, two more. Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Celo. It's nine. It's a tenth. Probably Presidents and UFOs by Larry Holcomb. I mean, truly, yeah. Not that anybody asked. But um, yeah, circle back around to Phenomenon sometime. Give that a proper proper episode but so i touched on project 8200 and um that's on that youtube channel um uh it's redacted it's bracket redacted bracket which is fantastic i'd only ever watched the project 8200 episode i hadn't watched any of the other ones but last night i made a playlist with all 48 episodes and i'll post that i am putting a timer on so i don't miss my next guest um 250 now probably need to finish this bitch up by uh, 350 um yeah that gives another hour so i was listening to some of their stuff last night and um all of their shit's amazing it's um it's i think they've got like 30,000 subscribers right now they're, they're, they're definitely going to blow up into the millions. It's that's it's one of those channels. It's one of those channels that you see and you're like, how the fuck? There's no, more people not. It's that's like it's like Tim Dillon or Curious Droid. It's those those sub million uh, channels you find and you're like, how is this not um, more? It's kind of along the same lines as that uh, that channel or group of channels. Uh, dark Five, Dark Footage, uh, Dark Skies dark docs that's a dope channel it's redacted is um 
It's redacted is a lot like the Dark Docs channel, which has like 7 million subscribers. It's like a hybrid of that and uh, that channel Mustard. That's another sub million channel that he puts out videos like every two months, but they are amazing. 100% factual, none of it's speculation. It's all declassified shit. And he goes in and he makes animations and he's got facts and figures and charts and stuff. And it's, you know, it's scripted and it's very well done. It's, it's super edited and produced. And it's like, it's, it's production quality. Cheddar. Is it Cheddar or Mustard? Those are two channels. One's Cheddar and one's, I think it's Mustard. Cheddar's a good channel too, but Mustard is that, yeah. Mustard is just, he puts out dope shit. Um, none of those channels have covered the Lockheed Martin CL-1201. I did a solo rant on that. And it's, um, I made a playlist of all the solo rants, and that will be in the description and the top comment to this one as well. Um, I'm just really circling around. We're not diving into anything. So it's redacted. They had, uh, they had an episode that I listened to, discovered last night, and I've probably listened to it about 10 times already. It's like 10 minutes long. Uh, I don't watch YouTube videos. I, I I almost exclusively listen. Like 99.95% listen. Not exaggerating. Um, God, gotta love those. Gotta love the days following Thanksgiving and Christmas when you lean over a little bit and you feel your rolls and your tits morph together and you get your fupa and your love handles and you're just like, I am just a fucking squishy ball of chewed bubblegum, aren't I? Um... As, as that uh, U.S. veteran Derek Wyda, the jacked guy that's missing a leg, as he once said, you know, you're looking like 280 pounds of chewed bubblegum and you should be looking like 210 pounds of hard dick. <laughs> uh, Derek Wyda's cool as fuck. Um, but, so they talk about on It's Redacted and it's something I'd heard from Walter Bosley. I love Walter Bosley. B-O-S-L-E-Y. He has a channel, the Walter Bosley channel. Um, he, he has been on the podcast, the higher side chats, THC, um, hosted by Greg Carlwood, Carl Carlson, Carlwood. I discovered him higher side chats in like 2017, maybe. I love that podcast. I haven't listened to it in forever. I think I've probably only listened to like 15 of his podcasts. I think he's got like hundreds, but his podcast is amazing it's all fringe shit it's underground bases telekinesis time travel it's you know it's all everything is what he does is he provides like a um i really like it because what he does is it's like an exercise in an open mind i don't think he personally believes most of it but what i love about it is he kind of has people on and he doesn't just give them like the mic, but he also doesn't needle them. Like, where's the evidence of the pyramids being spacecraft? Like, it's it's all taken with a grain of salt. And he kind of what he does is he just he just kind of entertains it, and he doesn't make fun of it. He doesn't embrace it. He just kind of asks questions as you would about anything. If you told me about a a crazy football game like this past was it Sunday night? Saturday night, whatever, and the Dolphins came back against, was it the Saints, whoever, and won. You know, it's like if you just asked about that, and you're like, oh, sure, tell me. Like, you know, tell me about it. He just kind of entertains these ideas very openly, you know. You may be telling, you may be talking about how Cthulhu is controlling the minds of the people in the Federal Reserve or some shit. I mean, real, real out there, real bad shit stuff. But... The whole like premise of his podcast is he just like he's like sure like what are the mechanisms like how what is the history of it what is, it's just because it's so open person just personal opinion i found a lot of it i can kind of not watch because it's not really like pressed for facts but some of it's really interesting some of it's really really interesting um super nice dude he's just always smoking and drinking and but anyway, he sat on this guy, Walter Bosley. And uh, Walter talks about uh, about the airship uh, sightings of 1897, which are a documented th- thing off the coast of California. I think like 1895 to 1899, primarily in 1897, there were this slew of sightings off the coast of California of these massive airships. They looked like these just 
big old like steampunk type things um hot air balloons with big you know almost like da vinci-esque wings you know like you know fabric or whatever wood wings and kind of like the imagination land blimp from south park imagination land um we have to send in kurt russell but it is i remember hanging out with joe udell 2007 and we took a shot every time they said imagination when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But there was these sightings of those things. And I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, there are like sketches from like, and you can find them in like old newspapers, Google it, 1897, or don't even just, I would say 1890s airship sightings, California. And yeah, there are all these sketches of like what they saw. And it's, yeah, it's, they're all just kind of these balloon type things. But it wasn't the weird thing was is if I recall it wasn't necessarily the same proportions of like a zeppelin right because the zeppelin is like I mean those can be like seven eight nine hundred feet long but it has to be that big to carry like any cabin uh, any respectably sized cabin that actually has like you would say a crew not like a Goodyear blimp where it's got like that little fucking like go-kart sized cabin and there's just like two guys up there flying around like a, a, a and those those were a thing those were a thing and i believe the early 1900 i could be incredibly wrong on this 1900s maybe 1920s but airships were they were trying to become like a commercial thing to kind of compete with uh with luxury cruise ships and they they had pianos that were made of like balsa wood they had everything was super lightweight so that you could kind of cruise above the ocean in style you could get suites you could get like duplexes it was i wish they would come back but um apparently like they didn't have the same proportions of like to have you know four bedrooms this thing has to be like a thousand feet long it seemed like there was there was some other technology used to keep them afloat whether that's an engine or wings or propellers but it wasn't um yeah and he walter bosley goes in and i love he's got these two lectures uh i just search them uh walter bosley the higher side chats they are i love them because he talks about this whole this whole steampunky group called nimsa nym capital n capital y capital m capital z lowercase a nimsa and it's supposed to, supposed to be this group of prussian like hermetic i don't even know what that means but prussian hermetic nationalists who from like the 1870s were funded to come over to the United States and there was a and they moved to like California somewhere to the Sonora S O N O R A desert and they created the Sonoro Aero Club A E R O S A C so Sonoro Aero Club which is kind of a weird predecessor to like the Strategic Air Command S A C and there's this guy who is a legitimate figure Charles A A Delshaw D E L L S H A U who was a he, he was a historical figure you know it's like it's like jesus like you don't necessarily have to believe he's the son of god but like he was a dude that walked two thousand years ago you know as was buddha siddhartha Gautama, so was muhammad like these were all people that existed um rasputin but how poor was i going charles charles delshaw he was an engineer and a draftsman and this was before like 3d cad imaging and so like when you would have when you would make a craft like you would have to draw every piece of it for like blueprints so that people could look at it or engineers would, i don't know why i'm trying to pretend like like i know um and um hopefully the audio is a little bit fuck um so he but he drew all these things and it was he drew like hundreds of them these like detailed craft and they were all like brightly colored, but it was there were all these weird airships. 
I mean, really steampunky shit. You know, it's from like the 1870s to 80s, I think. It might have been, I think it might have been 1850s to 1870s. I'm getting, it's, the first one started in like the 18, I want to say like the 1860s, maybe 1850s. I think that's about as early as they go. And they kind of wrapped up around the 1890s, late 1890s. So we'll say a 50 year span, 1850 to 2000. And he, uh, so Charles Delshaw was part of this group. Um, there's another guy, uh, was it, uh, Amos Dolbear, A-M-O-S-D-O-L-L-B-E-A-R, I think, Amos Dolbear. But he was like the commandant of West Point. Like these were legitimate these were legitimate historical figures um, and like respectable guys in their fields. And they would talk about all these like craft they were building out in the Sonora desert and they called it the Sonora Aero Club. And it was like, <laughs> they were just fucking, this is like, this is like 50 years before the Wright brothers. And apparently or allegedly uh, they went to, I forget the name of his name, but the Secretary of uh, the Department of War. And the Department of War was founded on my birthday, actually, August 7th. And it later became the, uh, the Department of Defense. But the, apparently it was the Secretary or whoever, maybe the acting of the Department of War under Abe Lincoln. Apparently Amos Dolbear, and I could be butchering all this now, but the loose general idea or alleged idea or a claim is accurate in that it's accurate to what Walter Bosley said. Now, how accurate is that? Who knows? But apparently they went to Abe Lincoln's top guy and proposed this thing. And they were like, yo, like, we, you know, here's this idea for this like flying machine you could use it to turn the tide of the war. And allegedly, they turned it down, said they weren't interested. It didn't have any practical use. You know, it was, couldn't really go into it. And so the story goes. What we do know, and this is not a conspiracy, this is documented fact in the Army Air Forces. In 1865, perhaps 1864, we know that the Union Army utilized the first hot air balloons against the Confederates. And it's, uh, it's actually at the beginning of um, Gorgon Stare by Arthur, uh, is it Arthur Michelle? Arthur, Arthur Holland, Arthur Michelle Holland, Holland. I want to find his name because it's a, um, it's a legitimately good book that I highly recommend. That's in the top 10, Gorgon Stare by Arthur, Arthur Holland Michael, uh, M-I-C-H-E-L. But he talks and he's... I mean, he worked, I'm going to, I don't want to make any claims because I don't know for sure, but I know he worked in the U.S. government or at least U.S. government funded think tanks for like drone warfare and AI. He's got a dope Twitter, but his, his book, uh, Gorgon Stare, uh, Eye in the Sky, Rise of the Gorgon Stare, how it will watch us all and change the world forever. An individual I've had on this podcast, uh, episode 17, uh, JP, who was, uh, one of my oldest deceased older brother John what my deceased older brother John his two of his best friends Rob Anton and JP Variano both come on this podcast all the time I love them both uh, JP was in the Air Force and uh, operated I think the camera systems on like a Reaper or a Predator and he's been on the podcast several times I think only the for, for the first two episodes we actually talked about his uh, time uh, operating the drones and I know the first one was episode 17, I think. It's like the, it's in the first 20, if not the first 30. Um, go look up that. Do it. Do it now. But he actually worked on the Gorgon Stare program. Gorgon Stare, again, Gorgon Stare program, this isn't a conspiracy. This is de- mostly declassified shit. Uh, they used it in Baltimore in 2015 for the riots, I think. And it's, um, I went into that a little bit. Um, after the election because the Gorgon stare is this th- it can see everything it's, it's, I'm, I don't need to go into all that right now per- point is is I don't want to go down the Gorgon stare rabbit hole because that it that's a fucking podcast right there that is fucking noted I'm gonna make a note of that right now Gorgon stare is definitely a podcast um, 
I don't want to forget where I am. Fuck. I... Come on. Where was I? Well, I have no idea where. Solo rant, solo rant, solo rant. Whatever. I'm now... Solo rant, Gorgon stare. I am trying to multitask and it's not working. But uh, Arthur Hall, yeah, he, so he wrote the book Gorgon Stare. But so the, the point of that whole side tangent is, is that he, is that he, um, he talks about the use of hot air balloons in like the late Civil War, and he, and that's a documented thing. So the point of that whole fucking said Jesus, this you know what? Shout out David, you were right. These these solar rants do need a little editing because they are scatterbrained. Um, but fuck where are we going oh so so we do know we do know that the union army used uh hot air balloons at least two um against the confederates and they and of course they have this like it's you gotta love the 1800s description of this thing um actually wait f why am i trying to go into that long tangential thing tyler morton uh active air force colonel tyler morton colonel tyler morton phd has been on this podcast several times. He wrote From Kites to Cold War. That is a fantastic history of airborne ISR, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance. Fuck, that one's a good... That's why I don't like making lists of top 10 books because then I find other ones that I love. But point being, Tyler Morton was on this podcast several times. He's a dope guy. Highly recommend checking out his book, From Kites to Cold War. It's not on Audible, but it is on Kindle. It's like 10 bucks. Go grab it if, if that's what you're interested. It's insane. But he talks about, yeah, he talks about the uh, the use of hot air balloons in the Civil War. and um, But even in Europe, I think it was used in, like, the 1700s between, like, France and, like, uh, maybe Britain or something. And they would use them for reconnaissance. I mean, they're up there, and they're in these baskets, and they're in, like, you know, like, nine-piece suits. And they've got, like, long fucking, like, single monocle, like, telescopes. And it's just like, uh, of course, over there. And I don't know what kind of voice that is. And uh, and there's actually a, it's actually I think it's the early document the earliest documented evidence of uh, of a fighter pilot mentality that sort of jock cocky ego because the legend goes that uh, one of the I guess on the lines of the British they like shot a cannonball at the uh, the basket uh, the the blimp basket and it like you know. Obviously, it's like a bunch of guys telling stories. Yeah, the bullet went right by my head. It was probably like a thousand yards away. But the legend goes that this this cannonball whizzed right uh, right beneath the basket, and the French guy apparently turns around and holds up a middle finger and says something like "Viva la France." If that is not like two hundred years preceding, like Top Gun. <laughs> like taking the picture um but yeah so we know hot air balloons were used and so to bring it back to walter bosley he actually um so he said that so we now know historically not even walter bosley kind of can I love him but i mean you can't prove it but so we do know that airships were used and um yeah, the description of them by the Confederate soldiers, you just gotta love how, like, Victorian, antique, even the way of writing was. It wasn't just like, yo, they've got air support, fuck, enemy AC-130! No, instead it was, I think they were like, above yonder in the starfield firmament lies technology of a great heavenly eye. It's like, they don't even fucking talk like we do. But, um... Yeah, so we know that those were used. And so what Walter Bosley hypothesizes is that uh, Amos Dolbear and Charles Delshaw were actually not turned away by the Department of War, but rather uh, perhaps publicly said that, but privately did go in to work with the Department of War. To act as surveillance now according to walter bosley and this is again as I, when i say accurate it's accurate it's accurate in relation to walter bosley's tale and whether or not walter bosley's 
accurate but it's like it's like um canon right it's like canon of lord of the rings or something when you say it's accurate it's accurate in relation to the accepted canon of lord of the rings not accurate related to where they're actual trolls and hobbits right so walter bosley says that the sonoro aero club allegedly and this is there's kind of some plot holes in his story they went to the department of war the department of war turned them down but we do know in 1864 and 1865 they did use hot air balloons um but he says they went back to the Sonora Desert and tried to break away from the group in Prussia, the Nimza. Walter Walter puts forward the idea that Nimza is actually the original military industrial complex, the technocratic elite 75 years before, up to 100 years before Eisenhower warned of it. That technocratic elite was hot air balloons and like steam engines. But in relation, it was, that's what it was. And apparently the Sonora Aero Club was very, um, of the, uh, well, I don't know, of the Oppenheimer school of thought. They created this thing and then started to backpedal. Uh, we shouldn't use this. This is too, you know, we shouldn't be pushing this. Like the guy that made the Gatling gun made it in hopes that it would make war so unbearable that war would end. Because he was like, this thing fires automatically. Surely we will see the slaughter of everyone and go, wow, war is too much. That didn't work. <laughs> everyone was like, dope, we'll take a thousand. Um. So, but apparently these guys in the Sonora Aero Club were very like, we, we don't want to weaponize this. NIMZA, N-Y-M-Z-A, back in Prussia, didn't, they wanted it weaponized. They were like, we can we put like a Gatling gun on it? Can we put weapons? Can we drop bombs? Could we put a cannon on it? Sonora Aero Club, they were very Oppenheimer-ish, Oppenheimerum. And we're, no, we can't. We're, no, we shouldn't. Allegedly, some of the guys in the Sonora Air Club started dying off. Was that their masters taking them out? Who knows? It's all a thriller. Would make a really good book. Make a really good movie, maybe. A nice series. But extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. But there are ev- there is evidence of um, Del Shao's drafts. Um, we do know that Amos Dolbear was the commandant of West Point. I think it was Amos Dilbert. One of the guys involved in the Sonora Air Club was the commandant of West Point leading up to World War One. Um so and we know there are eighteen nineties airship sightings of these huge craft with electricity. They like they had extraordinary light at the, and as if there was day in the night, you know, which which we would call like a spotlight. And they would come, and the, the reports of these things are that they would come and land, and people would get off. And they, you know, they were sighting. They were sighted all across the United States. Again, allegedly, I gotta pee, and I gotta turn off this fan. I'll be right back. So the whole point of this rant to tie it back to um to tie it back to God take a fucking aspirin. Man, I sure hope aspirin or Tylenol don't have a cumulative effect of killing you because if they do, they're gonna kill me. 
Um, so the whole point, I guess, of this rant is to bring it back to uh, its redacted channel and their claim about, um, really about the Tic Tac off the USS Nimitz. And that claim is, well, it's in relation to all of it. Um, it's that, and I and I'd heard it from Walter Bosley, and I kind of forgot about it, slash threw it out of my mind. And hearing it again on its redacted last night, kind of like awoken the idea, and kind of like what I do with books, maybe almost prompted a second look. And it is that aliens, beings, whatever. We don't need to put a, a title on it. What it is are um, contact with another intelligent life form. Let's just leave it as broad as we can. Doesn't have to be carbon-based. Doesn't have to be from some planet in the Goldilocks zone. Doesn't have to be from this dimension intelligent life somewhere else in the universe what do you mean there's no intelligent life because humans are uh, yeah yeah fucking nice joke boomer it's that these intelligent this intelligent sentience makes contact to us in a form that we can accept, that we can digest, that we can relate to. Um, FDR going on fireside chats, right? Talking on the radio, you could say Trump tweeting, right? Um, You could say presidents going on night shows, you know, a picture of Obama smoking weed. And, hey, I voted for Obama. I don't know if those are the best examples. Bring it down to, um, I don't want to say dumb it down. Maybe a therapist talking to a child with puppets. Um... Maybe trying to teach a child to be good, not because it's the right thing to do. Maybe their brains don't really register that. So you kind of start with, like, the stick and the carrot. You know, it's Santa. And Santa and his fleet of airborne reindeer are going to come down your chimney and give... Pre and not trying to sound like Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he just tries to break apart normal things into... he's he Neil deGrasse Tyson is the epitome of R slash I am very smart. You know, he's like tweeted about going to like using a passport in an airport. He's like, I got to use a piece of paper written with language and ink to prove that I can go from one arbitrary area of earth. to. It's like, fuck off. We get it. The whole thing, the whole fucking concept of life is insane. You're not smart for pointing that out, douchebag. Um, but I do like him. It's the idea that this intelligent sentience approaches us in a form that we can relate to. I don't know why I'm trying to dance around it or, 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 or prep it. It is right now, we see them as uh, UFOs. We see them as going to the USS Nimitz. It's something that went, right? Commander David Fravor says that at altitude that he was at, that an SR-71 going full speed from the second it passed you to the second it disappeared over the horizon is about 60 seconds. That goes Mach 3 to Mach 3.3. Allegedly, Brian Shula said he got it going higher. I think his analogy was it's like having a cheetah on a leash. We know that it went over the... We know that the Tic Tac disappeared in less than a second. So if you do the math, it comes out to something like Mach 100, Mach 200, which is five times faster than an intercontinental ballistic missile, which... Uh, are fast, right? Um, the X-15 went like Mach 7. The X-43A Wave Rider went Mach 9.7, I believe. That was when I was in high school. 
uh, they shot two off California towards Hawaii, and I think both crashed. Um, the space shuttle upon reentry is like Mach twenty to twenty five. Um, I think the Helios spacecraft, which we shot at the sun like thirty years ago, I think that got up to like Mach hundred. Point being, is how does the Tic Tac appear? Cylindrical, like a Tic Tac. Um, as Jeremy Corbell described, or as Commander Fravor described, like a ping pong ball uh, being thrown into, like playing beer. Did you ever play beer pong with friends and you didn't have any solo cups, so you used glasses and the game sucked? Because if, if unless you did a swish, unless you just per- perfectly plopped it down in the middle of the beer, it would and just fly out. He said it was flying like that. Not, not like a helicopter going back and forth. It was... Actually, he said it was doing like a cross. Cylindrical, no cockpit, no exhaust plumes, no fins, no... They did say it had two little appendages. No fins, no visible propulsion, no necessary thermal difference. Um, I think the GoFast video, which is a... There's like three primary ones that kind of came out in 2020-ish. Don't rip me apart on that. Uh, the Tic Tac, the GoFast, and the Gimbal... The go fast is the one they caught uh, with a tracking camera, and the thermal view showed that it was colder than the ocean because it was looking at it from above, and this thing was zipping across the ocean, and they track it. Which doesn't okay, whatever. But if something's going that fast, there's no heat coming off of it. There's no engine. There's no. I mean, sure, the SR seventy one they like would leak like cesium into the exhaust trail because it somehow like dissipated it on the thermal scope i think the same thing with like the b2 bomber they say its wings are at the forward and back the leading edge and the trailing edge are like charged there's a charge difference i'm not going to pretend like i know about that point is jesus christ shout out david you know what third time i'm shouting you out david i do need to i do need to edit these in the future sometime because my they're all over the place is that so how does the tic tac come to us in layman's terms, it's a super advanced craft that, like, you know, if something went, I think, over Iran in 2004, there was allegedly a Mach 10 drone. That's within the realm of possibility. I mean, it really is. When Kennedy was president, a year after Kennedy died, the SR-71 flew at 85,000 feet, Mach 3.3. In the 70s, the D-21 uh, tag board drone launched off of the back of the SR-71 with a radar cross-section 10,000 times smaller. It flew to 100,000 feet and went Mach 5 per Ben Rich in his book Skunkworks. Even though he claims hypersonics are impossible, he also claims that it went Mach 5 because he said it went 4,000 miles an hour. But if that's possible in the 60s, I don't... Th- sure, insane, but not beyond the scope of possibility we know that darpa before they were even darpa back when they were just arpa we know that they created the internet to connect uh nuclear bunkers in the 50s because as uh, curtis lemay's uh, deputy thomas Powers said without my phone all i control is my desk and that's not very uh that's not a very lethal weapon he you know if he can't reach his other bomber fleets or other bunkers uh, other than the one in um, Offutt, O-F-F-U-T-T, that Air Force base, the one where Bush landed on 9-11, which is also where Curtis LeMay, bombs away LeMay, set up the Strategic Air Command when he took control of that. Um, So we we know the internet as we know it. I mean, granted, it was a loose connection, but the idea that there was an internet in the 50s is insane. So the idea that there was a Mach 10 craft in 2004, you can kind of fuck with, right? Sure. Space shuttle in the 80s, Mach 25, sure. But the Tic Tac comes to us as this, like, Mach 100 at least. goes back and forth. No visible propulsion, no heat trail. No nothing. Seemingly intelligent and can just zip around like nothing. And if you go back and listen to Fravor, he talks about how there could be a whole time dilation. That's another podcast for another time. Let's not do that right now. Um, we know that with the Spy One radar, they said that they actually, that the when they saw the Tic Tac, that wasn't the first time they saw the Tic Tac. 
it was actually they had been noting fleets of these things coming down from 80,000 feet to just above the surface of the ocean, like instantaneously for weeks. Um, so the Tic Tac comes to us as this thing that like Mach 10 drone over an Iranian nuclear facility. Sure. Absurd. Fantastic. But it might have been ours. Tic Tac. I don't know. same thing you know what did we see in world war ii the foo fighters and that's that's not a conspiracy foo fighters foo which dave Grohl named his band after the foo fighters is actually a phenomenon of these balls of light that would circle u.s and german bombers and planes they would go off the wings they would come in weird patterns they would show signs of intelligence allegedly they would even fly through the ships down the center just these balls of light freaking out the crews they would fuck with their radars and their compasses FDR actually um, FDR actually tasked uh, James Doolittle of the Doolittle Raid. Is it James? 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 Whatever. Doolittle of the Doolittle Raid. Um, lights getting a little bright. Of the Doolittle Raid to go find out what these things were. Um, fuck. So that shows that FDR didn't think that these were ours. Um, whatever, I'll just turn that thing back up. Oh, uh, we know the Germans. So we went and looked at these things in World War II, the Foo Fighters, because we thought they were German. And we now know that the Germans thought that these were ally. These weren't ours. 1890s, we have the airship. Um, big craft with electricity. Um, you could go back farther and you could say that, um, I mean, if you really want to get out there, you would, maybe it comes across in the form of Jesus, a guy that can allegedly walk on water, turn water into wine, heal people, you know, would that just be a form of, you know, biotechnology or nanotechnology, some sort of, you know, healing your genetic material, like real-time cellular restoration. Um, but he just comes in the form of uh, this carpenter's son, right? Is that what... Is that what this would be? Or, or any religion, you know? They're all, always these beings of light, angels, uh, um, feelings of peace and bliss. Do they somehow put your mind at ease at a distance? Is there a way that they, you know, <laughs> calm your mind? Could they emit a frequency that had the same effect of Valium or Thorazine or Xanax? I mean, cymatics tells us that uh, matter can be formed into any shape from a sound frequency, right? Watch uh, Cymatics by Nigel Stanford. It's like a three-minute music video. It's fantastic. Could there be a frequency that at a distance can cause the neurotransmitters in your brain to form different patterns which result in fear or bliss or anxiety, right? We have all these things. Is that what? Is that how these intelligent beings come to us? They come in forms that we, you know, because if, if you saw a Tic Tac in 2000 BC, Sure, it would be fantastic, but that might not be the best way to do it because the fact that there's anything flying is fantastic, let alone no propulsion or thermal trail. It's just the fact that it's flying at all. So it maybe doesn't have the same impact, right? I wouldn't necessarily bring back a MacBook Pro with the M1 chip to, um, to Alan Turing. I might just bring back anything like a calculator you know uh, there's no need to uh kind of burn that card you know use that hand be like here's the m1 hand to look at because the, just the fact that there was like an led screen or a screen at all um so to go back to the 1890s maybe you don't need to bring back a mach 10 drone maybe it's just the fact that anything's flying at all a zeppelin you know, um, 
maybe you don't need to bring back like the you know the power of a nuclear bomb maybe it's just like a bullet maybe if I brought a bullet back to like 200 AD just the loud bang and someone getting hit in the head and no one saw what it was and their head just explodes I mean that would you know that would seem like a god power you can kind of see where all these go right it would be just something advanced in relation to them so right it would be uh something showing up outside of earth an alien craft well what is that edge that they're showing it would be faster than light travel so that's how we would go oh this is something that's not us that's what i'm trying to get at is they come across as a technology that is just at the cusp but no further than something that is it evokes a feeling of that's not ours right in modern day america or what your country is like that's an advanced craft i don't think that's american i think that's alien it's that feeling of that's not ours right so if you're some fucking king in a castle it would be yeah i don't know a, a zeppelin you'd be like that's not ours like that da vinci guy had some ideas about flying shit but that's not ours there that's a zeppelin what that's a big balloon i don't even know what a balloon is right it if it was an nfl player it would be a guy that won 30 straight super bowls put tom brady to shame right yeah that's how you would yeah you would show up as a as a powerful force that could just do anything i think i'm making my point so you because the reality is is that they would be so advanced they would be so arthur c clark any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic so as not to go so far ahead as to discredit the observer you know because if you go too far it's like you know it's like the kind of along these lines like you know the difference between insane uh the difference between madness and genius is profit margin um if you're one step ahead they call you a genius if you're two steps ahead they call you crazy if you're three steps ahead they burn you at the stake you you wouldn't want to go too far ahead right if it was 1897 you don't necessarily want to show up as a tic-tac because they're just going to throw you in an insane asylum instead you want to show up as a uh a hot air balloon with a spotlight just enough that you could kind of believe it but it's still fantastic and evokes the feeling of that's not ours so yeah the purpose of this rant is um i just think that's a really interesting idea it's this intelligent um sentience whether they're malevolent or benevolent who knows but they're here and they uh they approach us in a way in a in a form that we can accept right i can't explain to my rest in peace oscar i can't explain to oscar that um barking is bad a bad owner would would beat their animal instead you you get a bone oscar loves cheese you know quiet hey quiet quiet and as he learns to be quiet you give him a piece of cheese he eats that he likes it dopamine that dopamine dump okay well now he starts to learn that okay no bark dopamine no bark good bark bad you come so i don't come to him trying to explain how it's not nice to bark because it's too loud and the human ear registers this many decibels and after a long day of work you can't understand that instead he understands uh, bark bad no bark good all right you don't understand necessarily altruism and what goes around comes around and everyone's fighting a tough battle instead it's um be good santa comes be bad santa gives you coal 
it's it's right the aliens are almost coming to us as an eli five explain like i'm five e-l-i the number five explain like i'm five it seems like that's maybe what they do right the you know the allegations that ufos are very interested in nuclear sites and nuclear bomb depots that's sort of maybe this god tier beings letting us know that um that they're here that they're here with impunity that they can hover over the pentagon or the white house and nothing you do matters they can buzz your fucking your supercarrier fleet but it also shows that hey um we're here and we can do anything. So if we wanted to kill you, we already, we already would have. And you wouldn't have known. And, right, it's kind of like when MacArthur went to Japan after they surrendered and he got off the plane with no sidearm and it was to show that, like, he doesn't need a weapon because he's in charge. It was that ultimate show of power. I think Margaret Thatcher is... Um, uh, what was it? being powerful is like being a woman if you have to explain you are then you aren't which is hilariously controversial now just like kindergarten cop boys have a penis girls have a vagina who would have thought that that was like as controversial as like tank man at Tiananmen Square <laughs> but the UFO is by you know we can destroy you and we haven't the fact that you're seeing us should you know it's like your Navy SEALs come out of the out of the bushes and they talk to you it's like the very fact that they're like you see them shows that you weren't the target, right? It's like if you if you can hear the the V two rocket, then then you're not the target. It's so it seems like like UFOs show up and then like what are they doing? They hover over our nuclear sites or nuclear silos, um, and it's like this is what we're interested in. So it's like what is you know, you don't have to be too intelligent to connect the dots. Here's this god tier power, and they're looking at our bombs that could destroy all of humanity. Oh, maybe they don't want us to destroy humanity. It seems like, right? I think I've made my point. Let's wrap this rant up. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And, um... Yeah, please go subscribe on BitChute and Rumble. Um, I hope not, but it seems that this channel's days are numbered on YouTube. For a plethora of reasons. And, um... God, I need to lose some weight. I got a fat face. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Go subscribe on YouTube and, uh... Or on BitChute and Rumble. And, uh, if you enjoy it, please send it to some friends... I've been told that um, people have commented that they don't get notifications for this podcast. Uh, if they search this podcast, it won't come up. So subscribe to it. Text yourself a link so you can go back to it and open it up. Um, if you don't see new episodes on here, if this channel's getting shadow banned, if it's just banned outright, please, um, please yeah, just... Go check Rumble and BitChute or check Anchor, or Spotify, or Apple Podcast or Overcast or whatever. Um, there are tons. It's on Twitter. It's on Parler. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. I got permabanned from Reddit, so you can't go back there anymore. But um, yeah, spread the podcast, guys. If you enjoy it, please do. If not, that's cool. Um, I'll never charge anyone for anything. This isn't, you know... If you donate on Patreon, thank you very much. That will go towards f more equipment on this podcast. It's not going to go to my pocket. This is just going go to go to doper and doper equipment and software. Um, no, I'm not going to offer uh, tiers of, of, uh, of Patreon uh, benefits. This podcast is available to everybody. Um, hey, I get Rogan. I get Rogan getting that tenth of a billy. But, I mean, let's be real. That killed. That killed. The, that killed JRE. It 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 did. You can call it what you want. It it killed JRE. I love him. He's my inspiration. He helped me get through college. Helped me with a lot of growth. I owe a lot to Joe Rogan. 
But let's be real, that they killed it. They killed it. Which hey, I fucking, you know, as I said, I'll never charge anyone for this podcast. If somebody comes on with a hundred milli, I'll shut the fuck up. Um But yeah. So no, there will be no benefits to it. The benefit will be you can contribute to it and it will make the podcast better. I know that sounds really idyllic. Like, okay, sure, Tommy, suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. Um, but I'm just, I'm just being real. There's not going to be. You're not going to get special content. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to have a badge on your username. I don't even know how to do that. But it's no. You, no one gets priority. Watch the podcast. Enjoy the podcast. Feel free to comment. You know. Yeah. Feel free to comment. If you have any guests, shoot me an email at Tommy's Podcast, T O M M Y S P O D C A S T, at Gmail and at Proton Mail. Um, I've already, I've, I've now had several instances over the last month of like shadow banning on Gmail. So now some of my shit's not even going through to people, but when it goes through on Proton Mail, just fine. So, you know, if I don't get back to you, email me on Proton Mail. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy this. Um, podcast started on December twelfth, twenty nineteen. Now here we are. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Started from the bottom. Now the whole team fucking here. Blah, 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 blah. But um, it's going to be very exciting to see how this grows in twenty twenty one. I am amped. Who knows? You know. A year ago, I was doing, I was trying to do an episode every week. I thought that was a decent pace, right? And uh, now we've got a backdrop. We've got a professional microphone in the mail. 4K webcam got here today. That will be hooked up for tomorrow. Um, lighting, editing, getting a little better. Get some audio equipment coming. Got like $1,500 of audio equipment coming. These weird cables and mixers and gain amplifiers and a dope and a fucking boom so it can be right next to my mouth. There's weird shell that reflects audio. I've got, I've put blankets over like the fan and the TV right here because I realized I was creating my own cave of uh, auditory reflection. So maybe that has an effect. Um, so I have the 4K webcam. I have the webcam on the, on the MacBook. And then I also have a GoPro and a Logitech from Mitzi Purdue. Shout out Mitzi. If anyone knows how, I mean, I might need to get a, yeah. And so I have the camera and the audio, and I've got several webcams. I've got 124 terabytes of storage. What I would love to do is, if somebody wants to donate $80,000, get one of those fucking, get one of Mac Pro, just fucking cranked up. Like the, with like the terabyte of RAM. That's what I would love to get. I would love to get a Mac Pro with a, Yeah with like a petabyte of storage um 100 gigabit ethernet that would be that's that's the that's the that's the goal for this time next year that's the goal for december 29th 2021 mac pro completely topped out dual monitor several microphones and I want an array of cameras. I want an array of cameras all around me. And I want it to be stitched together so that you can view this podcast in like 360 degrees. I'll have to have a studio where I don't have any personal shit because I don't need people snooping around my house. But I would like that. I would like you to be able to see everything. I'll probably chop it off below my waist. Because I don't need anyone seeing whether or not I'm wearing pants. Because that's that's part of the let's be real. That's part of the excitement of this podcast. Is he wearing pants? We just don't know. And that's you know we don't know if these aliens are coming to us in the form of airships or UFOs or Tic Tacs. But you know what? No, we also don't know. It's time we wearing pants. You know, gravitational waves were predicted by Einstein, and we figured out they were true. You know what we don't know? Am I wearing pants? So I don't want to ruin that. You know. I want to leave a little to the imagination. Is there are there pants? I don't I don't agree with this guy. This this white skinned, blue eyed Nazi who talks about Trump and you know America first. Sure, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. But I mean, 
goddamn, I don't know whether or not this guy's wearing pants. And, and that's why I keep coming back to this podcast. Not for the gap tooth or the poor bladder or the or the blossoming ego or the uh, the fragile uh, thin skin or, you know, um, general narcissism. I come back because I don't know whether or not this guy's wearing pants. I mean, and that's, I don't blame you. Um, another goal for the end of 2021 will be uh, an apparel store for shit. Like, I made this. This is an Alex Jones hoodie. You love or, love or hate Alex Jones, the dude is entertaining, and that's what I like. Um, the The text all over this is actually the transcript of a, a rant he went on on his first time on Joe Rogan on episode 911. It begins with, the elite are all about transcendence. But, um, yeah. So those are goals for the end of 2021. Maxed out Mac Pro. Dual monitors. Tons of microphones. Whole studio. I want to make the studio like an Anna Coke chamber. A-N-E-C-H-O-I-C. Yeah. 4K, fuck it, by 2020, I want, I want December 21, I want, I want 8K. I want it to be in like 240 frames a second, so if for whatever reason you want to watch it in slow-mo, it can be in slow-mo. And I want it to be like an interactive video where you can like look around 360 degrees. Yeah. That would be dope. I want each episode file to be like to be like a terabyte each <laughs> just fucking unnecessarily detailed video because we can yeah maxed out studio apparel store 10,000 subscribers 10,000 subscribers by this time next year maxed out Mac apparel store 360 degree podcast experience maxed out 360 apparel store 10,000 subscribers but that has nothing to do with your experience so yeah maxed out 360 apparel store probably like live stream I don't I don't like live but I would like near instant upload um, a fucking thriving comment section. I don't know. Make a little community out of this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I do because I thoroughly enjoy this. Thank you to everybody that watches. You fucking make this thing real. And that's a lie. I make this shit real. But um, no, seriously, thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. I love it and uh, stay safe everybody god bless let's uh let's finish 2021 strong and i think my alarm is about to go off any second so uh yeah let's wrap this bitch up thanks for being here everybody and um yeah that's all i got peace